0: It's me, Dr. Z, with JB. Today, John and I discuss how social media affects our overall mental well being. We dive into how self worth is impacted by social media and how the social barometer we use to measure ourselves in comparison to others is inherently flawed. Lastly, John offers to bake me a cake in celebration of my epic blooper trifecta, and I manage to alienate all of John's Twitter following.
1: We had a blooper in the first five seconds. That's amazing. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up uh, to the other side here. Is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It is, that is Dr. Z. Uh, I am JB, John Barchard, uh, co-host of, uh, well, a lot of different things, but mainly this show, uh, which is uh, diving in uh, deeply to anxiety, depression. That is why we're here every Sunday night. I have uh, finally opened that up uh, to my audience now. Uh, so we are, the, for the first time, combining... <coughs> all of this together. Uh, and if this is your first time uh, watching or listening to us uh, to on the podcast, uh, thank you so much for subscribing and uh, being a part of this. And thank you for the, uh, the Apple iTunes uh, reviews. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. I still say it. I don't know why. Uh, it's your fault, Dr. T. But, uh, <laughs> but tonight, uh, just like every night uh, that we are here on, on Sundays, uh, we like to take one topic, uh, you know, out of our anxiety pool and try to break it down for everybody. And uh, get everybody involved. So uh, it's a pretty easy one, and especially why we're combining both audiences tonight, because social media and mental health, I think, throughout th- this last year, the pandemic, and, well, just in general, it's not, not exactly the greatest combination in the world uh, and obviously necessary thing, because it also does cool stuff like this, like brings us all together so we can chat and, and all that. So, uh, Dr. Z, uh, when, when how, how much does social media contribute to Our anxiety and depression and things like that, especially like, you know, we were talking before this, uh, the pandemic's probably increased a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, um, I would say it directly impacts our anxiety and depression um, and it's quite frequent. And, you know, obviously it depends on on how often you use it, what you're using it for, what sites you're using. But overall, and, and the research has shown this time and time again, that there is a direct correlation between usage and, you know, frequency of usage and mood, anxiety, um, self-worth, self-esteem, it's all interconnected.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, why is that? I guess like why, why is our, our inclination one to to share as much as possible with everything and, and try to make it as such as, you know, our life is good and things are, things are great. And that's, Mm-hmm. all we use it for well that and yelling at i, I feel like you know celebrities and sports figures pretty much right. uh, across right. the board and judging them uh, almost every right. five <laughs> seconds but outside from, of that
0: from my couch with my <laughs> chips.
1: yelling at, yeah yes exactly uh why why what is that inherent nature to feel we need to be at some certain level with this stuff
0: yeah so i think there's two components to this there's first why social media becomes so addicting and kind of the 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 actual um, neurological reasons why that is. And then there's the aspect of feeling like we have to measure up, feeling like we have to um, hit some sort of level or be in some certain place, you know, either financially or career wise or looks wise or weight wise um, or friends wise, you know. So yeah. um, I'll start with kind of the, 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 reason from a brain standpoint why this becomes so addicting. So every time, one of the things about social media in general that we all know, we're all very aware of is it's immediate gratification. Immediate. Um, You want to look something up, you know, on your friend's Instagram page and look at pictures. From It's within seconds you can do that. So there's this immediate gratification. And when you think about how your brain works, when your brain gets used to getting this immediate gratification, a couple things happen. It changes the chemical makeup of your brain. And it also makes you have a lot more discomfort and anxiety in terms of waiting and being patient. And we talk about avoiding discomfort. Well, if you are so um, unwilling and, so, and the discomfort's so intolerable to wait for something because you're so used to in instant gratification, you're going to end up engaging in behaviors that are Not the healthiest to be able to get what you need right away. So there's that component. The other is, you know, there's a, they'll probably ban my account after this, but there's a reason (laughs) why, (laughs) there's a reason why when you get notified that you have a message on Instagram or some sort of notification, there's a reason why it's red. There's a reason why it doesn't tell you who it is. You have to actively go in, open it up, see what it is. Uh, And there's a, there's a reason for that. It's, it's, it's that immediate kind of spurt of dopamine that you're getting every time you do that. It's like gambling, It's same thing. It's just, you get this little, these little spurts of feel good chemicals. And when you get intermittent, we talked about intermittent reinforcement, when you get intermittent spurts of our feel good chemical, you begin to crave it and crave it and crave it, which keeps you so sucked into this cycle of social media and like any other addiction you start to crave more of it and more of it. So you see your time spent on, you know, your screen time spent become more and more and more as your disconnect from socializing, from work, from concentration, attention. You know, one of the things I see all the time when I have patients come in, usually around the ages, we'll say of like 22 and 30. Yeah. Um, concentration attention. They'll say it's horrible, terrible. Well, let me see your phone. I want to see how long you're on social media for. No one even thinks of that because that does a number on our concentration and attention. So there's that aspect of it. Um, and then the emotional piece, in addition to that, is that we get into this cycle of using social media, and we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We, we get into this pattern of using social media as a barometer for where we should be at. But what we don't understand is this barometer that we're using is the result of other people putting out there where they want people to think they're at. So it, it's kind of like the barometer is, is flawed to begin with because the people that are creating that image are doing exactly just that, creating an image. Um, you know, and I say this to everybody, how many times have you ever just put up the first selfie? You took, regardless, no filtering, no cropping, no 500 times taking the picture and taking it down and putting it, nobody puts their first picture up. Nobody puts their failures up. Mm -hmm. And if they do, it's couched in some sort of, you know, manner that doesn't make it so bad. And then that's where the whole toxic positivity comes in. But generally speaking, it makes us feel like there is something that we need to be doing better, different, you know, again, like- Thinner, prettier, more successful, more friends. You know, people now judge their self worth by how many followers they have,
1: Here how you. many likes they have, how, how many, many retweets they, got. they get, how many, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. That's how people are measuring their friendships. Now, I can I can understand why that would be the go to kind of mindset. But the thing you have to keep in mind is that any any person can like anything. The illusion that that's correlated to the amount of of friends and connections you have is a false illusion that social media creates um you know likes technically have nothing to do with how many people like you
1: or if the, your opinion's good or if they're with you or Correct. not I mean there could be a three hundred robots in there and just like, that's exactly just, right just to just to gassy up or do whatever like yep. it's i you know it is. And and obviously some of this stuff is right in front of us and we kind of know it. You know, you're pointing out selfies and Reema's like, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do that too. And I felt a little, I was like, "Uh, is Dr. Z in my bathroom? Like, what's the deal? You know, like Mm -hmm. it's just a, um, it's just a pattern. And that's, that's a part of it, part of it. But along with that, yeah. Like if it's a repetitious thing, you're telling yourself over and over again, uh, you you don't even need social media for that. I mean, like you can have that idea stuck in your head tell yourself that for a very long time and then you end up believing it and you know bad things happen usually usually tend to happen after that so it's uh I, i guess is there i mean everyone says hey just go off your get off your phone a little more or you know delete your app every now and again sure but there's just i i i don't think it is that i think it's i think there's a lot more steps to go to uh yes turning notifications off is helpful but if you're still going back to it, what is it really stopping? You know, and Correct. and if you still need that urge to do whatever to, you know, project the thing you're avoiding, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. We're just mm-hmm. social media is a large amount of avoidance of our own stuff. Again,
0: that's exactly right. Oh, that sounds like me. Hey,
1: I'm learning Yay. things. You're teaching me. <laughs> we're in way, it's week, week nine and things are sinking in. I love this. So,
0: uh, no, that's absolutely right. It's what we turn to to disconnect from whatever's going on around us, literally, yeah. or emotionally, or things we're thinking. If we're thinking about something and we, we don't want to think about it, what's the natural thing to do? We pick our phones up and we start scrolling. It's called mindless scrolling, um, meaning you're scrolling without a significant purpose. And really the purpose is avoidant in nature. We're mindlessly scrolling because we don't want to sit with how we feel right now. Oh, yeah. Or we don't want to pay attention to The person who's talking to us because we can't stand what they're saying. We're bored, right? Which boredom is really kind of another way to say, I'm anxious about where I'm at right now in this moment and need to do something else. So it's all all related to our inability to just sit. There is, though, a very, like I said, addictive quality to this. So when we tell people to limit their time or track their time and, and, you know, take a social media detox, that's great in theory. But I think what's missed a lot of the time. And I just had a conversation with a friend about this. Um, you know, when, when kids, kids were on social media all year, right. That's how they connected to their friends because of the pandemic. So that's what they were doing. Um, and as a result of that, they got those spurts of dopamine all year. Right. And it, and it continued and it continued and you can't fault them because it was the only way they could interact with their friends. Right. When a lot of them went away to overnight camp, there was this sudden disconnect of all social media. And what ended up happening was a lot of kids were having difficulty kind of coping with that. And really yeah. what it is, it's, it's withdrawal, yes. <laughs> you know, however yeah. you want to put it. But it's 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 withdrawal from it's withdrawal from. Social media usage, and so you know it's going to be. And same when kids went back to school without that social media they were so used to. Kids' attention concentration Mm -hmm. was off. They were arguing more. They were having more behavior problems. Yeah, they were excited to be back in school, but you can't forget the chemical um, impact of social media addiction. Um, It's there and it's real. So.
1: And like you said, they were d- doing it for a year, you know, too. A year. So that's like Correct. That's uh, yeah, and and even then, I see. Is there a and and yes, I'm see. I'm already I'm already trying to think of an uh, of an excuse of excusing the technology, excusing the behavior. Going, well, is that kind of a disconnect that school has had for a long time? And like being even at work and, and things like that. I've noticed that we're all changing those patterns. We probably hate going back to work at this point because yes. of some of those reasons of being in control of seven yes. screens when we're walking on our PJs and just want to, and I'm I, I'm the same way.
0: It's easier.
1: Yeah, it's so much easier. It's easier.
0: It's easier. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's. it made it very easy. The, the pandemic made it very easy to kind of readjust your your social outlook i want to yeah. say on things well we
1: don't know how to act either i mean it's very we don't clear. Know how to act. it's Correct. it's it's summertime it's heating up we've been eating yeah. like shit for god knows how Correct. long too because that's been we haven't had to see anybody you that's know right. like we're drinking a hell of a lot more that's just by yep. the statistics we're doing yep. drugs a lot more that's just by the yep. statistics that's true we're getting into fights a lot more so like now it is like yeah we 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 don't understand we've all been cooped up and during one of the most like heaviest political times of our life too of just be- being involved in being all this everybody's got to stay in this one weird tribal place and now we have to face reality again right like mm-hmm. it seems yes. like a lot of that was a mirage and it, and it, it was and it was As also you know, <laughs> you know?
0: especially it said you know when the pandemic was going on and the political divide and you know people are way feel much safer behind their screens so yeah. you know <laughs> You know Susan, no they, what, yeah, yeah it's like Susan who they normally see at um, Whole Foods, you know, yeah. in aisle number five. They're not going to have an argument about
1: global warming or side effects
0: <laughs> global warming, right? They're going to walk by each other and say hi. But when you're sitting behind your computer, you're not only are you interacting with with more people in a way, but you're interacting differently with them because now you can go at it with Susan, and Susan can go at it with you. Yeah, you're not standing in the Produce aisle, right? So, right. like, you're not going to have those conversations. So, we we now are coming out of that, and now we're regrouping and we're socializing with people again in a different way that social media has prevented us from doing. For a, you know, yes, it was the pandemic, but social media allows us to continue that social. What? I'm just going to be disconnect. really blunt.
1: We're socializing like shit right now. All of us oh, yeah. are. Every yeah. single one of us are because we all believe everyone else is the enemy right now, and it doesn't matter. Like how long you've known a person for it does. And, and, and it, it, and it's, that is fake too. Like we don't realize right now how connected we are. And I think we, we notice that every, every, you know, Sunday night when, when we talk mm-hmm. and we do all these things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, how do we, you know, get it's how-
0: interesting. It's, it's interesting. You say that about we don't realize how connected we are. We don't. So, so I, I I'm going slightly off topic for a second, Good. but I recently recently wrote something um in very well. It's on my it's on my Instagram page. Um or contributed to, I should say, as me Faye Fanny wrote about. Listen, okay, listen, anyways. fancy but, pants. We know you wrote
1: something really cool.
0: I no, but <laughs> I, I can't take credit for writing. I was the I was it was the ask the expert okay. I was expert. Your right. thoughts so, your thoughts
1: are still worth something. Yes. They are, yes. Yes. So,
0: so it was about exactly this this idea of moral it was about moral fatigue but basically we don't we don't realize now the level of connectedness that we are a part of meaning we have to now when we go to, and again I'm getting off topic. When we go to the post office, when we go to the supermarket, now, mm-hmm. now we're not just getting in our car thinking about what we need to buy. Now we're thinking: Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? If, I, if I've been vaccinated, but this, do I, do I touch the cart? Do I? what do I, do I, do I stand six feet still? And what if someone else isn't wearing a mask? And what if I get them sick? And what if I bring it home? We never had to make these decisions before about doing such a mundane task. And right. it, it's, it's called moral fatigue we're, we're you know, we're exhausted from it. But one of the things that's coming out of this is this understanding that we were such an individualistic society, right? That everybody's on their own independent, but now we're realizing. In kind of in a roundabout way that we're all so super connected because all of the thoughts that you have to kind of go through in your decision tree just to do a mundane task that we used to just do, um, it's kind of mind boggling. So I think that people are going to start to realize how interconnected we are, what that translates into Hopefully when the pandemic is like when we've really gotten through it, yeah. what that looks like then, I don't know, but I don't think social media is going anywhere. I think if anything, oh, no. it's going to keep, it's going to continue to go, you know, in the opposite direction. Um, We're I
1: cyborgs. It's, it's okay. Like yeah, we just it's, got it's accepted great. at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not, it's not going anywhere. And so it's, it's really going to be on the part of the person themselves to make a conscious effort to step outside of that and, and, connect in a different way otherwise it's this is so easy it's so easy yeah it's just so easy
1: yeah because um, once you can kind of and and this is where i probably still need your advice to untangle a lot of those social media wires back to just social wires again too for for yeah. a lot of different reasons but i i wonder yeah. if there's you know like uh, getting to a point where you realize that social media is that image where it's Almost, if you look at it, go like everything I read is propaganda, no matter what it is. Uh, that helped me a lot, and just go, oh, it's a game. So right. once once you kind of see that, it it yeah. started to at least deprogram me a little bit. Yeah. Just like I can yeah. just be myself; I don't have to be on talking to s- right. some random loser with a screen name every five seconds. So, that's right. Yeah, and,
0: and I think that that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do the podcast the way we're doing it—just real raw talking. None of the because the, it's just. It wasn't us, and that's not what we wanted to contribute to, right? right? Um, but I will have people – it's amazing. I will have people message me all the time asking, you know, how the hell do you do all this? You know, you have three kids. You, you see patients. You have a podcast. You're writing a book. You're doing this. You're writing articles. It's on and on and on. And they're like, how do you hold it together? And I always <laughs> read it, and then I'll call my best friends and be like, they, they think I have it together. <laughs> you know, and like you know, and so and we laugh about it because because – it's so funny to me that that's what I... I think I convey professionalism, yes. Of course, yeah. never was it my intention to convey that I had it all together. So there's something where I didn't even intend to put that out there. Right. That's what people are perceiving. And I'm sitting here going, oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to pick my kid up from school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
1: I, <laughs> I literally almost burned the house down. What are you talking about?
0: I mean, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like, I am. <laughs> I am. It's, it's, there's nothing, you know. I, I. So, again, it's. I think also it's people who. Peop, it's the stuff that people bring to the table in terms of how they perceive you on the lens. They filter it through. If they're feeling like they don't have anything to look forward to or anything to be happy about, they're gonna see something on social media that may be benign to others, but they may interpret it as, you know, "I really don't have my shit together." Everybody yeah. has more than me. Um, so it's also, it's not just what people are putting out there. It's also how you filter it when you look at it. What do you, cause what someone, someone may look at me and say like, no, she's a hot mess where someone else is like, how does she have it all together? So, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> and, and yeah, here's how we have it all together. Ready? <laughs> oh, it's in place now. Okay, great. That's, that's basically like every, 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 every. Yeah. every every little uh blimp on the radar um a question coming in from kim thank you again hello uh thank you for everybody tuning in and if you're listening on the podcast again sunday nights eight o'clock on instagram and basically everywhere else You can't really miss i have to
0: plug my computer in now
1: (laughs) that's number two i believe we're open for i believe the score is getting closer with technical (laughs) difficulties i just want to point that out um (laughs) But uh, Kim asking, do you think social media has made it easier for those with social anxiety or are cautious of interpersonal uh, relationships? Uh- so uh,
0: yeah, uh, so y- yes, I do to an extent. I think it's a good way for people with social anxiety to initiate interactions because it's safer, it's a little bit easier. But I think after a while, what's going to happen is it still is an avoidant strategy to keep you disconnected from real social interaction. So I think it serves a purpose to get you moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. to feel comfortable, to ease your way into it. But I don't think using it as a ongoing long-term social tool is healthy at all.
1: Because actually. just like everything else, Bumble and Tinder and all that That's become right. very addictive. and But right. the next thing you know, you're just swiping just to swipe. And that's I'll like right. for no particular mindless reason. mindless swiping. Mindless swiping. Hap- mindless swiping happens literally all the time, and that's mm-hmm. why. But 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 you are right. That is how I met Carrie. I mean, I met Carrie on one of those apps, yeah. and that made me. And it was the once in. A, it was the only time I decided to break down and, and actually do that. So, and then it worked. So I, maybe I'm one of the lucky ones. That's that's part of the part of that too. Is just kind of chasing the problem with. And this it doesn't even have to be a dating app to be honest with you. Like if. Because I know people people meet on Twitter all the time. People meet on, you know, shoot your shot in the in the DM Instagrams and all that other stuff. So I, Dr. Z is 100% right. Like the, once, once you meet that person, yeah, the, the idea in your head of that person's already going to trail off because, you know, who knows if they're lying to you or not, first of Correct. all. You know, like, right. And then you right. end up seeing them in person and then it becomes even more awkward because it's nothing like you expected, which is Correct. the dangerous part about it. Right. And then, and then it leads to hopelessness and whatever else, but it's really not, not that it's just, you're in picking in the wrong pool <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and get mm-hmm. out there a little more. So, uh, yes, like it's, it's, uh, uh, how do you, how can you stop yourself from it being that addictive though? I mean, is that, that's, I, that's, it's incredibly hard to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really what you need to do is you have to set limits for yourself and it's very hard to set boundaries for your own behavior towards yourself Mm -hmm. you know it's easier sometimes to set boundaries in terms of other people but it's really difficult to set your own boundaries it's like weight loss right it's like when you diet it's really difficult um, to set boundaries like do i want to eat this or do i want to be you know (laughs) so it's kind of the same thing you there's you know listen there's certain apps that you can use to to Shut off certain um, social media sites when you hit a certain point, or you can track your usage in your, you know, on your iPhone. You can go to settings, track your usage. You can go to the apps and track your usage. So there's ways to do that. Maybe only do it during a certain a certain time period throughout the day. So like Monday, you only check it at 6 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. And whatever you need to do, you get it on 6:30. It's done. Yeah. Um. You know, which are all good in theory. What people need to understand, though, is it's not going to be a quick fix at this point in our lives because there is going to be this kind of withdrawal effect. So you really have to kind of taper it down into, you know, so maybe you are on social media five hours a day, right? Right. a culmination of five hours. Start with four hours and 45 minutes. Don't go to like, I'm only going to do an hour because you're not. Because you're going to go through withdrawal <laughs> right. and you're going to, you're going to do it. And then you're going to feel like you can not accomplish it. And it, it creates that helplessness and, you know, hopelessness cycle. So you really want to make sure that you are honest and kind of kind to yourself when you're setting these boundaries because, and be realistic and mm-hmm. just start small. Um, you have to rewire your brain. Literally, we have to rewire our brains. And the more we practice that over and over and over and over again, um, the more we can rewire our brains, It's a repetition over and over and over.
1: And create, yeah. And creating that, that kind of new habit. And that's actually a question I had for you because i n- notoriously follow the advice of, you know, break a bad habit and try and create a good one. Uh, but are there things that you just like try and replace with social media that are just the same pattern as that or not really?
0: So, so uh, there's mixed views on this. Okay. Um, let me give you an unrelated example. So let's say that somebody was addicted to heroin mm-hmm. and they got clean and they haven't been using, but they never really worked on
1: the addiction. What it part? was
0: that they were avoiding yeah. by doing, mm-hmm. they they got, they're clean, they're doing well, you know, and they haven't used and now, but now they have to sit with their shit. Right yeah. now they have to sit with that, and so it then translates. It it ha- it's, you think of it, emotions are it's energy. It has to go somewhere unless you you process it appropriately and learn to sit with it. That's another way to carry them. It's still there. You just are carrying it differently. So your stuff is still there. You need to figure out what to do with it. And instead of carrying it differently, a lot of times they'll put it on something else. So let me give you an example mm-hmm. where putting it into something else, the same type of pattern, but something healthier. Makes sense for a while until it doesn't. Let's say they get really involved now in in their health and wellness, and so they start working out. And let's say they start doing um, CrossFit, for example, mm-hmm. and they become really into CrossFit, and they become um, really just they love it. and And it listen, it's so healthy because we'd rather them be doing CrossFit than
1: heroin, right? Doing heroin, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, however, and this is where this is where there's a fine line the frequency to which they are at CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. The degree to which it takes away from other things in their life, the degree to which it isolates them from other things outside of CrossFit. So it be, it's okay, but if you're using it again as another avoidance strategy, it's still going to end up having I – mean, maybe not you know as heroin, the physical stuff, but it's going to have the same emotional – consequences because you're still avoiding your shit even though it's with a healthy pattern does that make sense yes
1: yes absolutely and it was i think we kind of touched on that uh, either uh, last session or the session before oh and by the way real quick and and i'll I'll come right back to this apple get your stuff together for any reason everybody's watching live if you didn't get session eight's podcast and you're an apple listener it's stuck hopefully it shoots itself out but we know it's it's there, and go to our Simplecast page if you haven't got that. But uh, I, um, I, yeah, like I, that that kind of leans in towards if you are leaving social media to become a workaholic, still the Correct. same thing, right? Exactly. Like if you're doing that yes. to work out 13 Correct. hours a day, it's not Correct. really. It's a better thing, but like you were saying, it's not. You're still it in still the same. It still has track. the
0: same. That's right, and it still has the same consequences from a social emotional standpoint, you're still disconnected. You're still isolated. You're still avoiding your shit. And the more you avoid it, whatever it is that you're doing, the larger it becomes. Yeah. And, you know, at some point it's going to stop working for you. And then what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, it's, it's super important that we don't do that, that when we stop Let's say we cut ourselves down to two hours a day on social media. Yeah. Those times where I am just uh, like, I, you know, it's almost like you feel naked when you don't have access to it. You feel like <laughs> you're missing out. You feel like you're you know, going to be left out of something or you're not in the know. That discomfort is what you have to sit with. Don't reach for your phone as a way to get rid of that. You need to sit with that discomfort so that one, you get used to it, mm. two, so that you you know that nothing bad happens and you realize that you didn't get left out of anything. (laughs) Yes. yes. Nothing bad happens. Everything is probably exactly the same. And if you did get left out of something, how long is the, is anyone going to really remember that the party they went to last night, it's already gone and forgotten about as soon as they walk out the door and go home. Exactly. So, right. So it, it gives you the opportunity to show yourself that nothing bad is going to happen. But as long as you keep avoiding that by checking social media, you're getting those spurts of dopamine. Mm. And it just continues to create that very, very toxic, vicious cycle.
1: And man, I, another thing that has just been absolutely true in the past couple of weeks is, is what you mentioned already. is like sitting in that anxiety, sitting in that depression and going, well, why am I really reacting to this? You know, and... Uh, yeah, and yes, FOMO is real. Absolutely, it is. A hundred percent. That's that's why it works in sales. That's why it works in a bunch of other different places. Yep. People yep. people think they're gonna miss out on stuff, but uh, I I I feel as though like um when when you are so used to not dealing with your own shit and you finally kind of accept those baby steps that you're talking about mm-hmm. of oh this is why I'm really anxious. And this is why I'm really doing that. You know yourself a little better. You accept that about yourself so you can move on. That's right. And, That's right. And, and I, you don't
0: have to like it. You no. just have to accept that it's there.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, like I, I accept that I have barchard clock, that it's, it's, Probably ten minutes later than everybody else. You know, I accept that and I recognize that, and I go, "Well, you're the only one that's stopping you from getting better at it." Like, that's it's right. not anything, and you hear that stuff all the time. You yep. hear, "Well, I don't have X, Y, you know." And if you start to hear that, and it seems really simple, but those are excuses. Yep. You know, like it's just you don't want to deal with your own shit, and that's accept, right. and it's okay not to, too, right? Like it's okay well, not well, to. Well, so, so shit. here's
0: exactly, and here's the thing: find me somebody who. Even if someone says, I want to work on myself, that's very different than saying, I really want to feel my shit and be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so understand, not, I don't think there's anybody, I mean, I shouldn't say anybody, but I don't really <laughs> think there's many people who are going to say, I am so excited to sit in my shit. I am so excited to be uncomfortable and feel terrible. Um, no one's saying that. They may say, I want to work on myself, Yeah. so I'm ready to face it and I'm ready to be uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean I'm enjoying it or it feels good. It's not going to feel good. That's why you've been avoiding it. If it felt yes. okay, then you wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this situation. So, you know, everybody has stuff that they avoid. Everybody has avoidance strategies. Social media just happens to be one that not only do we have constant chronic access to, but it's not just us. Like with the CrossFit example, no one else around you, let's say, does it. It's just you and other people that yep. you know, but no one in your immediate circle. There's literally nobody... For the most part, who isn't does not have even if you're not on social media, you still have immediate access to it if you wanted to be on social media. Yes. So, so it, it's it's so easy to get on. It's so easy to connect with people. You know, I I can talk to people in different countries. I mean, it's so easy, right? I can talk to people down the street as easy as I can talk to somebody. Um, you know, I don't know anywhere, really. You know, so it makes it easy. It makes it accessible. And because of that, it becomes very difficult to differentiate between, I don't mean reality like psychosis, but I mean literally reality versus the reality we see on social media, because that's what we're living in a significant chunk of the time. Um, you know, so if we see influencers posting pictures about, you know, being on boats and being, you know, and, and, running five miles and then running another five miles with their baby in the stroller. And then they go to work and then, you know, we see them and they were like, how the hell do they do all this? Little do we know, maybe after they do it, they hand the baby off to somebody else and they go do their thing. Like you don't know. Right. And so sometimes it can convey this message of you're not good enough. You're not doing enough, but yet you don't know what's going on behind closed doors on the other side. And what the real situation is is, And that's what causes these feelings of I'm not good enough. But again, that's where I said the barometer is so off to begin with because you're giving this false, you know, this false image of yourself and um, it's really part of the problem. I have to be honest with you. This is a big reason why I stopped following um, certain influencers because (laughs) I found it to be so um
1: irresponsible Uh,
0: just damaging yeah Yeah. just 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 damaging that they conveyed this this image which I get it's it's like appealing and everybody wants to look and I fully understand that and and I absolutely respect it and it's hard work and I fully understand that the part that would upset me is when I know that that's not the that's not really what's happening. <laughs> like that's not the real deal. And so at least use your platform to be a little more vulnerable, I yes. think. And, yep. and you go, and I could be completely wrong with this. I mean, maybe people really want to see that it helps them escape, but I don't see how that's possible. I think what it does is it makes people feel like, like, what am, what am I doing wrong? You know, mm-hmm. and, and instead of saying either good for them, I'm better at other things yeah, or like, well, of course she can do X, Y, and Z because she has X, Y, you know, she has this type of assistance. Or Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, and, know, and, and there's there's a lot of crossover, I think, in in the sports world and I would say in the entrepreneurial world and, and stuff like that, especially those social media accounts, the same thing. The thing I hate the most that, If you're the type of person that just says, hey, wake up and grind, just keep going. You know, it's your success if if you just keep running 14 hours or 15 hours or 16 hours. No, you know what that is? It's fucking stupid. And, and, and honestly, like shows like Shark Tank, where you have some of those people on there saying, I only sleep four hours a night and that's my success. Man, fuck you too. You want to know why you can do that? Because you have 25 handlers, just like Dr. Z was saying, and billions of resources at your disposal. But I'm sorry that my checking account goes like this and I have no steadiness in my life. Robert Hershevek or whatever whoever else is on that show. Like, I like Robert Herjavec. I love him too, but... But he's, he's the one that said it, and I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me, man!" But the wake up and grind mentality is just yes. so unhealthy. I can't yes. even tell you time, it is. It if really If someone is. preached time management and how to get the most out of those eight hours or those ten, don't hours, get me started on that. And- I could talk
0: about this for hours. Uh, the time management aspect. I, 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 I said that in grad school. I said that, and I stand by this. There is nothing about grad school that was hard.
1: No. Be or if someone told me be organized, yes. yes, it
0: was, it was, that's time it. management. It was brutal. No one taught you how to do it. None. You feel like you're running yourself into the ground. I mean, so I, I completely agree with you. And I, I think that the messages again, that social media convey, whether it's, you need to look like this or your butt needs to look like this, or your, your bank yeah. account needs to have this in it. And you're sitting there figuring out how to do all that. But yet, my computer just
1: went off. Ah, sorry, everybody. Doctors, these doctors. <laughs> <laughs> that's three. Yo, know, that is three in one night. That is what we call a trifecta, everybody. God so, damn it! I'm gonna end it on our side. It's
0: not even Sorry, dead. everybody.
1: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> it just went to sleep. That's okay. Instagram doesn't know because Instagram respects us, and that's why we're it here. It made
0: a sparking noise and it shut off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, we've got everything together, folks everything's just perfect. I am uh, so sorry.
0: Why are you sorry?
1: It was great. It was just a test run anyway. We made it 37 minutes. Honestly, I thought it was only going to go five. So (laughs) get her a cake. Yes. It's cake time. It's cake time for Dr. Z. I'm
0: so sorry. Uh, My bad. Um, But
1: but back to her point, more or less, (laughs) that is 100% true in terms of that is a, those are benchmarks that are probably impossible to make. And I can tell you this from experience too, is so way back in the day when John was 20 and like was a lot cooler, uh, he was working for some pretty famous people and one of those people worked for E. And like the hustle that this man had, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But the reality of what this person was preaching and also full well knowing again, the resources they had behind them and just kind of using their branding to get that extra hundred thousand dollars out of this that million dollars out of that that's why I mean that it is it is why the psychology of most sports blogs work it's why the psychology mm-hmm. of most you know news idea of pop culture whatever it is it's why that system works
0: mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's lying to you most of the time because it's the best version of you no one's really going to come out and say i'm a giant piece of shit no they're not (laughs) they're They're gonna say how do i take how do i remove the money from your wallet and put it into my venmo
0: you know and listen there's there's definitely some don't get me wrong there's definitely some pages that will post you know kind of the funny mom bits and you, you know you really there was a one i i actually posted it reposted it the other day it was yoda and it said like now that i have kids i understand why when Luke was asking Yoda a ton of questions, he just up and died. <laughs> like, you know,
1: so, That's pretty good. So, you
0: know, right. So I'm reading these things and it's like things about like how your kids suck. And like, it, yeah. I get, listen, like, uh, yes. Right. But I think that that is great. I also, I think it's a start. I think that there's also times where it needs to be talked about in a non-humorous way also Mm-hmm. Um, I think the humor is good to bring it to the surface, but I think it's important to talk about it in a non-humorous way also. Um, but I, I think it's better than nothing. And, um, you know, I the other thing, and we talked about this briefly, that would happen, especially over the pandemic, and I know I've said this before on here, mm-hmm. that, you know, when we were in lockdown and we were watching... Um, when we were left and we were watching using social media constantly um, two things one I remember being told that my kids were not going back to school oh yep I remember and, that day and I actually <laughs> have it on video I actually have it on video of my facial reaction when that happened wow and I am not meant to in any way shape or form teach children <laughs>
1: And okay. Is that? Uh, uh, oh, I can't wait to hear why.
0: I, I, I am not equipped to teach children. <laughs> <laughs> and when they started sending out lesson, like like teachers had no idea what was going on. You right. couldn't blame them. They didn't, they've never been in the situation as much as we have, and so everyone's scrambling to figure out what the hell to do now. Our kids are home. I'm still working, but now from home. I have three kids. No one's in school, and. I remember just kind of like throwing my hands up and saying, fuck it. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do, you know, like I don't know what to do. And I remember going through my Instagram feed and seeing people posting like lesson plans they were making Ugh. and setting up like a little desk for school during the lockdown. Ugh. And, and <laughs> like and then I, where I hit my limit was when I saw somebody posting a schedule and they used. Different colored glitter. Mm. And that's where I lost my shit altogether. And I, great, great, great. But you can tell a very big difference when somebody's posting it to be like, look at what I did. How cool is this? Here's how you can do it too, versus here's what I did. What are you doing, you oh, shitty moms? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can tell the difference. And so when that started happening in the pandemic, social media got extremely toxic because. Yeah. You know, this is not my thing. I'm not meant to teach kids. You know, I, I I didn't know what to do. Nobody knew what to do. And you have people who are depressed and anxious getting rid of their depression and anxiety by posting things on social media to make other people feel bad. Yeah. And it became very apparent. And there is a very distinct difference between, like I said, somebody who's doing it where they're like, look what I did. How cool is this? Do you believe I did this? Versus look what I did that you didn't do and you suck because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the self-worth piece comes in. So throughout the pandemic, I was watching this happen, and especially with people on, you know, the influencers, and not all, not all, but like certain certain people were posting things like they were training for marathons now, they were learning different languages, they were learning how to play the piano, they were starting new businesses. And I'm sitting here watching all this, going. That's not happening with me, right like I'm, I, like I'm not doing that uh, i, I the, like I haven't showered in a week my am my ch- eaten for like ten hours like yeah. what do you mean you're starting a new business and what what started happening was people would watch this and feel like they're not making use of this time mm-hmm. that we have now to be able to do and make ourselves into quote better people and so when I started seeing this this message come out of. What can you do during quarantine to make, to better yourself? It enraged me because a pandemic hits us and we're supposed to use this time to make ourselves better as if where we were wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a crisis. And so let's use of all times you could use to feel more fulfilled. You're going to pick a global pandemic. you didn't do it before the pandemic why the hell are you picking it during a crisis where all your cognitive resources are already so caught up in trying not to get sick trying not to get your kids sick trying not to get your loved ones sick we're in the middle of a political disaster i mean it's just it was there was so much going on why now are you going to pick up the violin right like you're not going to be able to concentrate you don't have the resources so why fail at something just be take something that you were already doing like cooking and Take a variation of it. Maybe you always just cooked American food and now you want to try a different type of food or Mm -hmm. you always did yoga. So now try a different type of yoga. Moderation variation on what you already have going on. Pandemic was not a time to better yourself. The pandemic was a time to like take what you have and make the most of it. Not not feel that where you're at is not good enough. It It was really disheartening to see and- you know, I know people are saying, well, you know, why wouldn't we want to better ourselves?" So you do. You absolutely do want to better yourself. My point is, is the time that you're picking to do it.
1: Well, and, and more importantly, it doesn't make any sense. More importantly, how do you even know you're bettering yourself? You could Correct. be, you're probably not. Correct. You're just adding another thing to your Tasmanian devil life that you probably, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's
0: my point. And then you have a watered down version of everything. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a snowstorm. This wasn't spring break. You know, this was, our stress level was through the roof. I mean, what happens when you study for an exam when you're stressed versus when you study for an exam when you're not stressed? It's the same thing, going about a new task with a high learning curve and being stressed versus do it when the pandemic's over. Or like you should have started before there's a global crisis. I mean, it just, (laughs) it didn't make sense to me. And it got me, as you can tell, so riled up because people were feeling like they weren't doing what they should be doing during a global pandemic. How about just trying to like survive? Yes. Or just shower, eat function,
1: make sure that, and that's all, you know what? That's what we not
0: lose your job. Like,
1: yes. All the, all those things. Cause that's what I mean, was keeping that normalcy that you're used to anyway. So like, why, unless you're at a point where you were already ready to get rid of it, which by the way, I was, so it just made it easier. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Uh, then yeah like you're just you're just causing a lot more chaos for yourself just to try yes. to prove something to no one again it's that to whole no value thing that you were talked about uh, last week yeah
0: correct and and again this is what you would see on social media repeatedly repeatedly and it's you know as i can tell you at least from the mom standpoint of things like it didn't even cross my mind that i have the kids home i'm working like there's so much going on i was in my head thinking like I didn't do any lesson plans. Yeah. Like, but you get caught up in that, you know? So like, no, I
1: didn't make a pie. I
0: didn't make a pie. Like yeah. I suck.
1: Um, I didn't because do, yeah, Joe Schmo
0: in, you know, Florida who I've never met, put out a pie and said she made it, but yet she bought it. It's super fresh. So
1: exactly. Like,
0: you, you know, I, I just think that's the danger of social media.
1: And by the <laughs> way, like, uh, don't be a dick getting caught lying on social media too quick. Cause that's what Correct. it forces you almost to try and do too. Be like, Oh Correct. man, I made this lesson plan. It's Like, ah, looks like you got that, uh, off of Google. Uh, Correct. and then you just look like a, then what else are you lying about? And it kind of turns into that conversation. So and that's
0: why I say, I think it's so important to be vulnerable. I understand there is a business aspect to social media. I understand that there's a business aspect to a lot of people that post things. And I fully mm-hmm. get that. And I respect that. Um, I just wish it had a little bit more vulnerability, accountability to it, and a little bit more awareness of how it impacts other people. Now, from a business standpoint, though, and like you said, the reason why people go after that, if you don't do this, you're a shitty mom, like the underlying message. If you don't do this, you know, you're not worthy right of having relationships they use you know advertising uses in a round well, not directly but but that's kind of how things are sold because you feel mm-hmm. like you're missing something and therefore you need it and so i respect the that aspect of it it's just on it's just it's it, it's just bump it's just constant on social media is my point there's no break from it um so it's it kind of leaves it up to you to be able to decide what you're going to listen to and what you're not
1: yeah uh, yes and that's uh and, and set, set those again, like setting those boundaries and, and uh, those little baby steps, whether that's removing yourself from it or not paying attention to it or just realizing like oh, and during the pandemic, I would perfectly honest with you. I mean, like mm-hmm. m- my household was a war zone and, and that is that is not not downplaying it. I mean, it's just you have two kids with autism who have no school for an entire year. Uh, things, you know, start to break down in a place that you're renting and just on and on and on and on. And you're just worried about just staying there and be like, all right, well, how do we remove ourselves from this situation? I couldn't imagine trying to put on a smile for anybody or, or being like, yeah, everything's great. No, it's chaotic because we're trying mm-hmm. to deal with all this stuff. and. Adding a, another thing to it would have been disastrous. Just And
0: that's what, Right. But when people see that constantly, that that's how they should be handling the situation. Yeah. They don't realize that that other person's really not actually doing it to the extent that they think that mm-hmm. they are. And then you become overwhelmed underwater and you can't, then you just feel like you haven't done another thing. And mm-hmm. this is where the toxic positivity became so big during the year because people had the assumption that for some reason that, you know, thing, it, it can be comments like, it's okay, it could be worse, things could be, you know, things could be so much worse, or you'll be fine, or, you know, just go take a walk.
1: You, yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. you right. know,
0: and and it really was invalidating for people's emotions and um, makes people feel guilty and shameful for feeling how they feel. And I think social media, again, contributes to that toxic positivity identity that, you know, look how much better things could be, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just saying how you feel is how you feel. You don't need to do all this other stuff to avoid how you feel.
1: Absolutely. It's okay
0: that you feel this way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and accepting that it's okay to feel that way as you were pointing out and, Correct. you know, and, and uh, Mel has got a, a question here, like, why are we denigrating people's coping mechanisms? And we're not doing that. What we're just Dr. Z's pointing out here is simply that this yeah, Mel,
0: is... Yeah, no, you missed the point on that one. Yeah, it's it, it,
1: it, it's <laughs> it's it's showing you that uh, it's not the proper advice to, you know, w- replace that healthy behavior. A lot of people correct. on social media are telling you to use those coping coping mechanisms as a way to alleviate the problem, and that's what we're saying. Like that's correct. that you're running into an, another brick wall, and you're gonna un- you're like, hey, why don't I feel better? And that's right. why, yeah, correct, because you're sure.
0: not dealing with your shit you're using things to constantly avoid it and calling them coping strategies. They're not coping strategies. It's not like you have, you know, if you enjoy cooking, let's say, and, you know, or like tennis, tennis, I, I need to play tennis to be able to feel like I can get Function. myself together. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but if I, and that's, and that's a great coping skill. If the, but if the pandemic started, and all of a sudden I decide to pick up tennis as a brand new sport. Yeah. That's not a coping skill. That's let me ignore everything that's going on right now and focus on something else and forget all this other stuff, which you're not going to forget. It gives you a watered down version of this new thing you're doing because there's a learning curve to it. Instead of taking existing coping strategies like cooking, like you enjoy, or maybe you're an avid reader and using those and modifying them, read different types of genres, do books on tape, whatever, you know, whatever, yeah, podcasts, whatever. Um, and do that use those coping mechanisms instead of thinking that you should be quote bettering yourself during a global pandemic and picking up things that you never would have done before just for the purpose of i should be bettering myself
1: yes exactly because the the pandemic for me you know forced me to do it because of the environment and everything else and that's why i wanted to tell you guys that and uh it's a, the best thing that could have happened to me for that situation. But if mm-hmm. that element is not happening, and you're going like, okay, I've got to face this, and baby step, baby step, baby step, because there's no way out here. It's right Correct. in front of me. Then you're not, you're probably not making that progress, and you're going to feel it too. I don't, you don't, you don't even have to agree with me. You'll just feel it in your body whether or not yep. you're making progress. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I, I've never felt better about like twitter or anywhere else not shaping my mind in terms of like what i need to be saying or what i need to be doing and yeah i still get caught up in it of course like some of it's fun (laughs) you know like the the, the, the back and forth that's fun uh it's just like i get worried when when i see tons of people that i know have a lot of stuff going on and they're Posting every eight minutes or right. 10 minutes but or that's, whatever it is. And
0: but that's where it's our responsibility as consumers of social media to have the awareness that everything we see is not always real. Right. And to go into it knowing that when you're watching some someone do something or post something and to just have the awareness that this may not be as it seems. And not because you wish bad on the person and not because you want them to be in a worse position than they are, you know, or or even you may not even jealous. You just have to make sure you acknowledge the fact that what you're watching on social media is posted for a reason.
1: Mm -hmm. And sometimes that reason could simply be how can I get to manipulate you so I can have my dopamine release? That's it. So like if it is I'm posting something like that. What you don't look at it like that?
0: Well, no, not manipulate in a way of make you think I'm lying. You mean like?
1: No, I'm saying you're I, using I know. you're using
0: the people to like your picture, Absolutely. so that you personally get the dopamine. Release. Absolutely, yes, 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 yes. Not deliberately manipulating, like ha ha. No, like, no, no, but, but like right, putting it out there so that you. That's hundred percent. If you're mm-hmm. perfect example, if you are feeling really crappy about yourself one day. And you're just in a mood, and you don't feel good, and you feel the, the feel the hopelessness, the worthless, all that stuff. And let's say you have enough energy to do this, and you post something on social media, a picture where you filtered it a million times, or it's a picture from five years ago, but you're not going to tell anyone, you know. And you're getting all these likes. You're doing that because you you're craving that immediate access to those dopamine spurts, yep. which temporarily makes you feel better. But when that do- when that stops, then you crash, and so that's again that's a perfect point. Yes, I agree with you completely.
1: And I would even take that a step further. Maybe you disagree with this. Maybe you agree with this. But I think it is also a bad idea on social media to even voice things like, "Hey, everybody, it was having a really bad day, could use a little uplift," because that I feel is. A temporary stoppage as well. I, I, I So I'm
0: gonna I agree and disagree. Okay. I I disagree in the sense of that yes, it's it's temporary reinforcement from a chemical, you know, mm-hmm. intermittent standpoint. Yes. I do agree with it though, if for example, you are depressed, you're isolated, you have no access to other people, maybe it was a pandemic or not, or you don't have the you don't have a car, you don't have the energy, and that's your only outlet to feel better about yourself and to connect with people so that you feel like there's somebody kind of in your corner, even if they're total strangers, which is one of the plus sides of social media, then then I'm all, I'm all for that in that situation. But if it's not serving that purpose and even when it is serving that purpose, you still have to remember, you're still getting those, those spurts. Um, in a different way you would than if you were not using it via social media because you have to be more proactive to get that feedback. It's very easy to get that dopamine released on social media. So I think that's a situation dependent or I think that depends, yes, depends from the situation. Yeah.
1: Um, that, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And uh, that, yeah, I, uh, I I probably wouldn't have thought that uh, otherwise. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, I uh, I think it's been another... Another really good night. Uh, a night full of bloopers. A night full of agreements I and disagreements.
0: I feel so bad to the
1: Twitter, the Twitter community. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's they. Uh, I think they understand. And you know, once once we get to fifty of these things, it'll be it'll be old hat. So uh, uh, I appreciate everybody <laughs> tuning in. Uh, now I guess we can say, literally, we're at any uh, you can find our social media. So you can find us on Twitter. At John Barchard, at uh, John Barchard on the Instagram as well, and Z with JB on Twitter.com uh, for our podcast uh, handle, and uh, of course, Doctor Z underscore Psychologist uh, is where you can find uh, the uh, the lovely Doctor Z as uh, always here on Sunday nights on her Instagram and everywhere else too. Uh, what should we uh, be thinking about this week as we uh, as we leave here?
0: I think everyone should just pay attention to their thought process as they're scrolling through social media and be mindful in your scrolling. So, you know, mindful social media usage. That doesn't mean stop. That just means become mindful of doing it. You know, like when, when we're trying to lose weight, people say, be mindful eating, Be pay attention to what you're eating, feel the texture in your mouth, feel yourself chewing it, feel yourself swallowing it. So, same kind of thing with social media. Um, mindfully play around on social media. And that's it. Don't, don't stop anything. Don't cut anything off right now. Just start to become more aware of your usage and be more mindful of it in the moment.
1: I love that. Love that. Uh, you can uh, follow along on the podcast, obviously, if you are uh, watching this. Uh, go give us a review on Apple, on Spotify, whoever takes them. Uh, the five-star reviews go a long way. Helps uh, everyone, let us, uh, lets everyone know uh, what we're doing. And uh, we appreciate you coming back every Sunday night. Thank you again uh, for uh, listening, for watching. We'll see you next week right here for It's Dr. Z with me, J.B. John Barchard, uh, everywhere you can find us. We'll see you guys.
0: Have a good night.